Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a Walk in the Park podcast. This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo woo! Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. This is a Walk in the Park podcast with Riss, Babs, and MB. Hello. Howdy, howdy. Bonjour, bonsoir, wherever you are. It is not a great time to be alive. That is. <laughs> it's a bizarre time. We have to be positive. There's a lot of strife and change out there, but I'm hoping, I'm praying it's all for the better. Well, let's put it this way. Who wants to be living in Georgia right now? Not me. Not it. Uh, I mean, what's the alternative? Well, for me, there's another alternative, and I don't want to be there either, so. <laughs> yeah, so it would just be better if Georgia was better. As, as one of the newspapers this week had an editorial headline above the fold front page, and it said, Georgia we must be better, or Georgia must be better. It's like yeah. no joke. Right, right. But MB, you were telling me a little bit about, you've been keeping track of all of the sadly not surprising voting issues with our oh, wait primary a second. election. I have the big question. Michael, were you able to vote? No. He missed it by like a week, because you had to register uh, to vote. Be old enough to register to vote 30 days before the primary. Uh, so I missed it by a week. Oh, bummer. Yep. But November. The main election, right? Yeah, November. Okay. All right. That's cool. But yeah, as we know, Georgia, once again, epic national embarrassment slash failure. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't it. get how they're so incompetent. Other states seem to be able to figure it out. But, but like I said, it was just our county. There weren't that many outlying counties that had as many issues. It was metro Atlanta counties like DeKalb had problems, Gwinnett had problems. I mean, basically the counties where they're most of the voters are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then of course, you know, it's always the precincts. It's like, you look at the precincts, where are the biggest problems? Well, it's where the minority voters vote, um, or, you know, where it's heavily democratic and, you know, the Republicans therefore are like, well, if we can't win here, let's just try and make it hard for people who won't vote for us to vote. Right. And I think we talked about this, at least you and I did, Riss, maybe once upon a time back when the podcast started where, um, you know, wasn't that long ago that Georgia um, was under 
federal oversight for its elections because it could not be trusted. Right, um, right. As a result of go? the Civil Rights Act. Oh, well, the Republicans got rid of it, of course. Of course. Oh, they did. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because that's how they roll. Voter suppression. It might as well be like on their platform because they, that's what they do. I'm trying exactly. to look up and see. Uh, let me see. I mean, Georgia wasn't the only state that had this oversight. Um, it was basically all the southern states because the federal government was like, you guys are racist losers. We can't trust you um, to actually hold fair elections. And so <clears throat> there you go. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a, a lot has happened in the last week, but I mean, I'm hopeful that by November we'll get our act together. And if not, somebody should be really concerned. Obviously our president won't be concerned about that, that That's right. in general, unless, you know, our governor is upset about it and he's not upset about it. I haven't even really seen too much of him in the last week speaking about the voting. Oh, well, as a former Secretary of State who also effed it up and was a national embarrassment, you can be oh, sure yeah. he's not going to say much. Yeah, no, no, I, no. I saw him the day the polls open and he was taught, that's Roethlisberger, right? Roethlisberger. Yeah, I can't say his name, but yes, he was on saying, yeah, we have some issues, but we're working on them, blah, blah, blah. But I guess this is my whole thing. And if I oversaw it, you can't blame, this is hilarious. He was like, well, I blame it on the training. We didn't have enough people. I'm like, but you knew these issues before. Yeah. And you had extra months. This primary was supposed to be ready to go in this March. going on from, since January. Are you kidding me with that? <laughs> and then while this, they were collecting absentee, absentee ballots, they would have to pile them in rooms and places because they didn't have enough people to count them. I, I just oh, can't even God. picture humans counting it. The margin of human error. That's just it. I just don't understand. Like, why wasn't it printed out like on a Scantron sheet so that it could just be fed through another machine right. and be counted? Like right. standardized testing. I mean, right. all right, so here's the thing. This was about the Voting Rights Act, which, you know, we were speaking of. So Congress passed the act in 1965 to stamp out illegal efforts to deny minorities access to the ballot box. It applies to all or part of 16 states, including Georgia. Now here, in 2006, Congress renewed the act for 25 years, and then in 2009, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that jurisdictions could seek relief from the act, Section 5, which requires them to gain federal clearance to change any election procedure, including small items such as moving polling sites. Uh, moving polling sites is not a small item. No. <coughs> First of all, that's one of the main tools used to disenfranchise people. They show up where they think they're supposed to vote and the polling station isn't there anymore. But I told, I told Chris yesterday, I'm very disappointed in this country because that's, this is not, if this only happened in one spot every four years, like randomly, not in the same, but randomly, 
I would say, all right, well, somebody screwed up, whatever. You get, we're gonna, just going to have to get past it. But it seems to be like a regular thing now. And it's, uh, that's, that's unacceptable. And nobody, it's not like, I don't, I don't really hear a rallying cry of the Democrats to stop this. Uh, it's very quiet. It should be, hey, what is going on there? And it's only people here in the state who are upset. But even then, it's just like somebody somewhere should be stepping up and saying, this is not right and you need to fix it now. Well, Stacey Abrams has. She started a whole right, organization. Right, but she's the only one. It's just it's not enough. You need No, she's not the only one. She has tons of supporters. They're not doing enough. This is unacceptable. Well, right I would now. Also polls again and give those people in that place an opportunity to vote. Wow. And they can't do that, I'm sure, because of certain laws in place about how elections have to be held. That's stupid. So, um... I would be a benevolent dictator. I would override (laughs) that and say, you can't do that. Well, we have talked about this, yes. The benefits of only you and I (laughs) <laughs> and if you want to, MB, being benevolent dictators. It's an exclusive group. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my good gosh, in heaven. Anyway. Well, so, MB, how are you feeling about voting in November? Excited. Excited, okay. Any concerns? You think you're going to have any trouble voting? You're going to show up? They're going to let you vote? You have faith? Yes. yes. Where is your um, polling station anyway? Do you know? Is it the North River Baptist Church? Yeah, 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 that used to be mine. It will be interesting. You'd assume in the November election, all of the regular polling stations would be open, but who knows? Right. Like, what if we're at the beginning wave, the second wave, excuse me, of the COVID pandemic? So, the reason I was laughing, chuckling earlier was. So my friend up in Maryland, she had um, a doctor's appointment on Tuesday for, you know, something. And she said, oh, they're offering to do, you know, the antibodies tests, which are the blood tests. Because she was really sick in February. And she's like, I'm convinced now that was COVID. So she goes and she gets the blood drawn. And she's like, yeah, they said they'd tell me in two days. So I think like yesterday or this morning I texted her. I was like, so did they tell you you had COVID? And she said, I was told that my test was, quote, fine, but it was by the billing lady, so I'll check back next week. First yes. of all, how can you say something as ambiguous as fine right. on an antibodies test? It's yes or no. Some people might be happy that they have them. Some people might be unhappy that they have them. Some people might be happy that they don't have them and some people might be unhappy that they don't have i'm like so how can you say fine yeah what does that mean exactly and i don't really understand my friend's usually pretty good at getting to the bottom of things right Um, but because if somebody had told me that i would have said well please just tell me yes what the results are yes or no mine were emailed to me there you go they were in my patient portal the very <laughs> next morning. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Me, I would be patients. happy to know that I had the antibodies. I would be sad to know that I did not. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I think that's right. There's multiple ways to look at it. Like when I was told I didn't have them, I was fine with that because I think as I probably shared, I felt good. That meant I hadn't been asymptomatically spreading the right. virus to people when I was out and about. Oh, can you explain to everybody what Jonathan had said about, or wait, was it, oh no, 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 no. It was the joke that the, it was the 19 and COVID-19. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> no, this wasn't my Jonathan. Oh, no, this no. Was, this was somebody else who, I honestly don't know that he was joking. He's like, well, you know why they call it COVID-19, right? And I said, yeah, because it came on the scene, so to speak, in 2019. He's like, no, it's because it's the 19th iteration of this virus. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think so, but <laughs> whatever conspiracy theory you want to grab onto. Although I'd like to know how it's, be, it's evolving, because you know we're going to get a vaccine and it's not going to do anything. What? Have faith. No, because the flu vaccine, I don't think does anything. It's like you're either type B or type A, and sometimes you get the shot and it's like for type A, and then you wind up getting type B. But every That's year true. the flu comes back. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then the flu comes back. So it's just well, the like- seasonal flu, The seasonal flu is different every year, which is why they have to keep making new vaccines, and they guess. Right, right. But this is like a very specific virus. So unless it's gonna keep mutating, You'd think the vaccine that they get would be a hit because they're not guessing. They're actually working with the virus. Like when they have to make flu vaccines for the flu season, it's my understanding, you know, it takes place in the early part of the year and they're guessing. Right. So right. it's like they just sometimes guess wrong. Mm. And so then the vaccine is less effective. But I don't think that will be the problem here. Um, it's just I don't know. They, a virus is a virus. It's got to evolve. Well, but remember, they say different ones have different um, capabilities to do that. Like the reason why the flu, general, you know, everyday flu, common flu, as we say, isn't as deadly is because it doesn't like mutate that well. Or this is the binary option that I can never remember because it's either. If it doesn't mutate, that's bad because then it sticks around in the population. Right. If it mutates right. quickly, then it like can't get enough hosts or something. I can't remember which one's better. Um, okay. Well, we'll see. They're saying something by the end of this year. So I don't know. They are doing some trials. Um, yeah. I think here in the U.S. maybe there's one starting yeah. next month in July. I so Actually, I thought they already started. I, I don't know if we've started any trials, human trials here in the U.S. yet. There might have been some human trials like in other countries. Hmm. But because I mean, first, or like why larger human trials? Yeah, because maybe like a, 10 patients or something had volunteered or something a month or two ago. Oh, I wonder how it works. I wonder if you get the vaccine and then they give, they give the virus to you and see how well it, it works. Yeah. I mean, a dead virus. I'm assuming, you know, 
I wonder how much they're paying. <laughs> um, I don't know that they'd have to pay anything. No, they pay vaccines. Usually, they when they do trials like that, they have to pay people. Mm. There, otherwise, there's no like people are like, yeah, sign me up. Like sometimes it's two thousand dollars, sometimes it's more or a <laughs> little less, but it is there is money involved. I didn't know that. Yep. I'm not familiar with that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to follow, but yes, between voting, suppression, and incompetence, and COVID-19, yeah. and the protests, which as you know, Riss, my family, absent Vivian, we were at the downtown Alpharetta protests on- You guys protested. Wednesday, we did, we protested. It was, I was glad to do it. Today's was at 10 o'clock, I think, here in Roswell. Yeah, I did, I did hear something about, yeah, one in Roswell just this morning. Good, I think people should keep peacefully protesting. I think it's important until, you know, until things, start, things start changing and you can kind of tell already things are changing. I mean, even in the sports world. I agree. I NFL agree. now says, Commissioner Goodell says now that they were wrong, to not do more earlier and that they should not have told players they couldn't take a knee. What about Kaepernick? I know, they ruined his career. It's like, is anybody going to let him uh, come back? And if he could, is he even able? Because I think, didn't like earlier this year, before the whole COVID thing started, I feel like he had some tryouts with some teams. I don't know if he's good enough anymore to yes, play. Yes, he did. I remember that. There were like three teams that were having holding tryouts for him. So, I don't know. I don't think, I think what I had heard about that was nobody, I mean, he didn't get any offers from that. And of course, no. we saw like with free agency and stuff, a lot of teams this year were making moves with quarterbacks. Right. A lot of quarterbacks moved this year. Including, of course, as we all know, the GOAT, Tom Brady. The NFL, the NFL commits $250 million over, 10, over a 10-year period to fight systemic racism and will be opening and will be open to working with Colin Kaepernick. Who said that? The NFL. Oh, the NFL, okay. I heard the NFL, but then I was like, wait, did a specific team say it? Interesting. Well, we shall see. I mean, if he yeah. still wants to play, it would be nice if he could get another chance. But what other sports roundup do you have for us, MB? The NBA is coming back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's going to be in Orlando. Jonathan will be happy. I guess, yes, Jonathan will be happy. Um, and yeah, I heard they're basically doing it at Disney World, right? The world of sports or the wide world yes. of sports. Yeah. And then you heard, of course, they're not letting all the teams participate to finish the season. And the Hawks are one of the teams, their record was so bad. They're like, no, you're done. <laughs> well, Atlanta, I don't know why you even keep trying. 
We're just that it's the irony is that we're just not a sports town. You try to be Atlanta. Yeah. But it never I mean, in a way, they are a sports town. They have pretty dedicated fans, right? And they have four major sports teams, baseball, basketball, football, soccer. Uh-huh. So compared to a lot of towns and cities in the U.S., they would probably be considered. We're a major city. city. That's why it's not, not a good one. They're not a successful city. No. <laughs> I don't feel badly. I don't feel badly, but it cracks me up. If you go to a Hawks, uh, not a Hawks game, uh, yeah, a Falcons, excuse me. If you go to a Falcons game, everybody leaves at halftime. When they're losing? Yeah. Or just even if they're, they're winning? winning. They're, they're like, they're, I don't want to get stuck in traffic. Yeah, I'm done. It's bad. I'm like, where's everybody going? They're winning. <laughs> and of course, since I'm staying until the end, I'm like, good riddance. Bye-bye. Oh, you know what? Maybe MB can look this up, but I think with hockey, they're having like a final, they're doing playoffs. They're going straight to playoffs. They're not going to bother with the regular league, which I think is kind of funny. Just going straight to playoffs for the Stanley Cup. Yes. (laughs) Really? Yeah. They're not going to have a full season. I'm like, okay. I'm so confused. Are they having any season? No. They're just going straight to playoffs. I don't know how that'll work, but I guess I think that's stupid. That's kind of weird. Yeah, because there's only a certain amount of teams that can get into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? There's got to be a bracket. Well, they're going to run them differently. Yeah, clearly. Right. right. Like there was, a, there was a proposal on the table. This was like, I don't know, Jonathan told me this a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago even where the NBA was going to come up with a different format for the playoffs, where it was more like a round robin. So you'd play like a team more than once and you'd advance out of these like round robin brackets. And they'd be like, okay, your record in this bracket was this. So you advance to the next round rather than having the records of the season decide who gets paired up against who and have them play like five games against the same team or something. Jonathan thought the way that somebody had proposed to change it would have been more interesting, but I guess enough of the NBA owners didn't vote Mm. to agree to do that. The the MLB's latest proposal includes a 72-game season and a Sunday night deadline for an agreement per report say. It's like every time they come out with another proposal, it's like the Players Association counters their proposals. It's like, just get on with it already. I 100% agree, MB. They're being ridiculous. And what I heard was the owners are like, listen, we're not spending all this money on player salaries. And if you guys won't agree to renegotiate, then we're just going to keep cutting the number of games. And so you're not going to get paid more than we want to pay you anyway. Right. It says the proposal sent to the union calls for a 72 game regular season beginning on July 14th and ending on September 27th. Are there even 72 days between July 14th and September 27th? 
They must be playing double headers. I remembered at one point the teams did say they were open to playing double headers to get more games in in a shorter period of time, but that's pretty close because that's only two months. It's two and a half months. They must be playing double headers. I don't think there's 72 days between July 14th. Or maybe there's just? They're not going to have any days off? I mean, July 14th, so that's 18 days if it's inclusive in July. And it says players would receive, it says players would receive 70% of their prorated salaries for the regular season and 80% if the postseason is able to be completed. And then it says the league also plans to announce a definite timeline for resumption of the 2020 season within 48 hours of a potential proposal approval, which include a minimum, a minimum three-week long spring training, and then and an expanded postseason. Oh my God! Expanded postseason? Yes. Is that really what we need? <laughs> I say, heck no. No, who we haven't heard from is college football. Ah. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> now, how do, you, do you like college football, MB? Yes, my dad does, and I yes. like it too. All right, so you'll be disappointed if they don't figure something out? Yes. Okay. I, I think that they would figure something out, especially in the SEC. Um, but it is interesting that you haven't really heard a plan. Have we heard? I think I've heard student athletes are starting to get back into training facilities, aren't they? I thought. Yes. And the and major league soccer's coming back, but it's going to be in Orlando too. After basketball's done, or at the same I, time? I think at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was going to say soccer usually plays during the summer. Interesting, because I actually would have thought they might need to use the same field, right? Because some soccer teams play in Major League Baseball stadiums, don't they? Or on but, here, but here's something interesting. Major League Soccer will return from the COVID-19 shutdown on July, on July 8th with a 54-match tournament. Oh, they're doing a tournament. See? That will span the course of 35 days. Huh. Okay. Yeah, soccer may have the right way to be approaching kind of this season, different type of season. It would be much more interesting for people to have things like tournaments, I think, to follow. It would be more exciting. Because it's like, I mean, even it's like, I think it was, it was either Shaquille O'Neal or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like basically one of the two of them, as I recall, was saying you should just do something different because nobody who wins the title this year, it's not going to be considered legitimate. It's not like, right. I mean, it's going to be an asterisk. So it's like, why wouldn't you try something different? Right. It says the, the major league soccer back is back tournament will take place at the ESPN wide world of sports complex at Walt Disney World Resort. 
That's so weird because that's where the NBA is doing their thing. Of course, the NBA is doing it inside on a basketball court. So I guess that's true. I was confused earlier. It's not Major League Baseball that's doing there. Yeah, so, okay. Although it just brings more people there. Like I had read the M, I think it was the NBA was saying that, you know, people were not going to be, they're like, oh, well, where are you going to put all these people up? And they're like, People are going to be in like two hotels. We're not spreading people far apart. Like, I don't know if that was the MBA. Now that I think about it, my main concern is when is the USTA going to say what they're doing about the US Open? Yes. And Djokovic, I guess he was interviewed and he's leaning towards not coming to the US Open and just doing a clay season and playing the French because he said the U S is putting too many restrictions on players traveling here. He's like, it's just too much. Yeah. It's like, they want us to do a 14 day quarantine. And it was funny because some other guy, I think is Dan Evans British. I think he's British. He's ranked 28th. And so Djokovic's thing was, I think, you know, they had been told like, you can't travel with your team. So you have coaches, physios, this, that, and the other thing. They're like, no, those people can't come with you. Did I tell you Roger Federer out for the remainder of 2020 for an injury? Oh, no. Yeah, his knee, his knee didn't rehab that well. So he, I think he had to have another scope. I think he had to have his knee scoped again. Aww. I'm not surprised. There's no point in him really coming back, especially if the only major between now and Australia is really going to be the French. It's not his tournament. Right. Uh, but you know, yeah. And Nadal has already said he's probably not going to play the U.S. Open. He's like, I just don't, he's like, I don't see it. Right. And we know he would choose the French over the U.S. Open anyway. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but yeah, I guess maybe next week. And the thing I don't like, so I was reading this today and I can't remember her last name. Her first name, I think, is Stacy. So for the first time in US Open history, it is a woman who is in charge of the tournament this year. I'm like, of course they give it to a woman when it's gonna be a cluster you know what. (laughs) Yeah, she'll complicate everything. Serenity now. Well, she's not being given, I mean, it's not fair, right? This is, it should have just, they should have just left it with somebody who had done it previously. You know what, Babs, I can get some friends together and we can play on the court for you. It's not a, it's not a real tournament, but at least it'll be tennis and you can watch us live. (laughs) There you go. You can bring your cocktails and just relax and. No, be fine. No pressure. We won't make you pay tickets or anything. It's fine. Well, as much as I love you, I'm not <laughs> sure how interested I am in watching other people. What about what about what about NASCAR banning the Confederate flag? Yeah, I just Good heard for that. Them. Good for them. Too long. They should have done it years ago. Uh, you know, it's funny. You guys know this, but I watch my Tucker Carlson every night. He's on Fox. And he had uh, somebody on <laughs> who was explaining how he's a Southern boy and he's from down South. And um, he always had a certain respect for the Confederate flag. However, when he joined the Marines, he's like, 
why am I, why do I have any respect for the, that flag? He's like, I, there's only one flag and it's the American flag. Why would anybody fly anything different? The I Yankee, agreed, yeah. And I thought to myself, you know what? That's a really good way of looking at it. Like there really is no other reason to have that other flag anyway. Like, it's You mean the treasonous losers? The treasonous right. losers flag? Right, yeah. right. But there's just, it's stupid. It doesn't represent anything. It represents a lost war. You lost. You lost. You're literally losers. You Which is lost. why it's an emblem of racism, because it's people trying to hold on to a time that they enjoyed where when black people were enslaved and didn't have any rights. Right. There are there are there are to be fair though, there are groups of people, uh black people down in the South who actually um wave the Confederate flag as a symbol of the South. I've I've seen it before on TV. Um I don't know what they're called, but I thought that was very interesting um, seeing that, but I don't- well, I There's don't, always gonna be crazy. There's yeah, no accounting yeah. for crazy. Yeah, so it's just like, okay, well, mm, no. I, it's, you guys lost the war. That's why we're the American, we're the United States. We're not the divided states. You need to put that away. And oh, and they're, you know, just on the same note, they're taking down statues all over the United States now. So I would be very curious to see what's going to happen with uh, Stone Mountain here in Georgia. Jonathan was like, maybe they'll demo it. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, what can they do? Because it, it is a mountain. <laughs> well, so there was this proposal. Now, I can't remember who Jonathan told me. Somebody proposed it. So, you know, the rap duo Outcast. They're from yeah. Atlanta. And they said that they think somebody should carve Outcast like in a car chasing like put it up next to it on the mountain there you go I, I would be behind that well you and i were talking about this i'm fine with creating the museum of losers yeah i like this idea giving the it you can of losers put it off the national mall off the smithsonian would trump know, belong there put everything <laughs> exactly well, he's not a hero of any sort there. he's not a military person well speaking no. of military people I mean, I can't believe that Tucker Carlson served in the military and has become what he has become. <laughs> Very disappointing. I expect more of our war veterans, our military veterans. <laughs> he a lot of war veterans on his show. I will say that. A lot of, and he does get a lot of, um... The Yankees are in trouble. Oh, wait. The Yankees or the New York subject. Yankees? There was just 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 so you know, um, I can look up his name, but there was a Republican uh, congressman who mentioned that he would like to see all the names come down, the Confederate names, off of military bases, and actually replace them with actual war heroes. And my thought was, well, you see, that's constructive. We have war heroes who, you know did good for us why shouldn't their names be uh, you know up in light so to speak why are there yeah. trump says no huh trump says no 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 no, no doing away with the confederate names i had read that it was actually democratic senator elizabeth warren from the state of massachusetts who put it into the defense appropriation bill that within three years any military installation ship aircraft anything that had a confederate name on it should be uh changed yeah, here's I something interesting trump will leave office peacefully 
if he loses in November. Who said that? Did he say that himself? Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh, Women so he already knows he's going to lose. He might lose. I don't know. His ratings right now, I think. He's are going down. Yeah, I think they were. Last weekend, they were at 36% in the polls, but I don't know. Um. Yeah, I just, you know, it's so hard to tell now because it's like we saw in 2016. Nobody thought he was going to win because people were not being straightforward or forthcoming about who they were voting for. Right. So I'm sure there's still going to be a bunch of people who um, won't publicly admit to voting for Trump. And when they get in there and cast their ballot, they'll be like, I'm voting for Trump. Right. I just. I'm still voting for Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Marissa, if you're here in Georgia, your vote matters. You have to vote for somebody who actually is going to win. Don't write in Klobuchar. You're going to write in anyone. Write in you and me. Okay. I, that I can do. He, can. he said, Trump says he'll leave office peacefully if he loses in November. So is he acknowledging ahead of time right. that in November that he's going to lose? Or is, he, or is he saying... But if he wins, he'll stay. But if he loses, he loses. Well, I it'll be very interesting. Close. I've been looking at polls, and some of them are really close. Yeah. Just, they're just, I mean, there are just so many reasons not to vote for him. I feel like everyone can find one very easily. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. I could try to talk to my parents about it, but I don't know that that would get very far. Right. <laughs> so when I do our family vacation later this month, that might not be a topic of conversation. Oh, no, but if it is, I want it recorded. Oh, I know. It would be too embarrassing. <laughs> I could not do that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, so we have covered voting. We have touched on COVID. We have talked sports, of course. Uh, we touched a little bit on the protests. That was kind of in wedged in there. Um, is there anything else we'd like to cover? No, I think we, I think we hit it all. We got to leave something for next week. <laughs> another day, another dollar. Yeah, exactly. Well, we will say bye for now, and then we can use a little bit of time to do some personal catch-up and planning. I'm down with that. Bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs> This is Babs, and I wanted to provide a little bit of follow-up information on some of the topics that we just discussed in the podcast episode you just finished listening to. We mentioned Stacey Abrams, and I just wanted to share that she started an organization called Fair Fight, and that organization's mission is to promote fair elections in Georgia and around the country, to encourage voter participation in elections, and to educate voters about elections and their voting rights. It wants to address the very real and troubling concern of voter suppression of voters of color 
and young voters as well. For those of you that don't know, Stacey Abrams ran for uh, governor of Georgia as the Democratic candidate back in 2018 and lost to the current governor, Brian Kemp, who conveniently happened to be the Secretary of State at the time that he was running for governor. And for those of you not very familiar with how government departments slash divisions work, well, the Secretary of State's office is in charge of elections. So that was really (laughs) just no surprise there. So that organization, Fair Fight, is, can be found at www.fairfight.com. And you can donate, get involved, and learn more about voting rights and how important they are and what we can do to help secure them for everyone. Uh, another thing we talked about was COVID, of course, but also relative to the flu vaccine. Riss was sharing some opinions that uh, perhaps the COVID vaccine wasn't going to work because the flu vaccine doesn't work. And I just wanted to uh, reiterate, I had mentioned that, well, the seasonal flu vaccines, they sometimes just miss the mark because each year they have to develop a new flu shot because they're not sure which strain of the influenza virus is going to be the main flu virus of that year. And this is Babs, and I wanted to provide a little bit of follow-up information on some of the topics that we just discussed in the podcast episode you just finished listening to. We mentioned Stacey Abrams, and I just wanted to share that she started an organization called Fair Fight, And that organization's mission is to promote fair elections in Georgia and around the country, to encourage voter participation in elections, and to educate voters about elections and their voting rights. It wants to address the very real and troubling concern of voter suppression of voters of color and young voters as well. For those of you that don't know, Stacey Abrams ran for uh, governor of Georgia as the Democratic candidate back in 2018 and lost to the current governor, Brian Kemp, who conveniently happened to be the secretary of state at the time that he was running for governor. And for those of you not very familiar with how government departments slash divisions work. Well, the Secretary of State's office is in charge of elections. So that was really (laughs) just no surprise there. So that organization, Fair Fight, is can be found at www.fairfight.com. And you can donate, get involved, and learn more about voting rights and how important they are and what we can do to help secure them for everyone. Uh, Another thing we talked about was COVID, of course, but also relative to the flu vaccine. Riss was sharing some opinions that uh, perhaps the COVID vaccine wasn't going to work because the flu vaccine doesn't work. And I just wanted to 
uh, reiterate, I had mentioned that, well, the seasonal flu vaccines, they sometimes just miss the mark because each year they have to develop a new flu shot because they're not sure which strain of the influenza virus is going to be the main flu virus of that year. And according to the CDC, the seasonal influenza flu vaccine is designed to protect against the three or four influenza viruses research indicates are most likely to spread and cause illness among people during the upcoming flu season. Flu viruses are constantly changing, so the vaccine composition is reviewed each year and updated as needed based on which influenza viruses are making people sick, the extent to which those viruses are spreading, and how well the previous season's vaccine protects against those viruses. There are more than 100 national influenza centers in over 100 countries that conduct year-round surveillance for influenza. This involves receiving and testing thousands of influenza virus samples from patients and then sending them or representative viruses to five World Health Organization collaborating centers for research and reference on influenza, one of which, of course, is the CDC in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, one of the things that underscores this need, as it was said, is that flu viruses change quickly. They're more prone to changes and mutations, uh, and that the flu virus is an RNA virus as opposed to a DNA virus. Um, And The SARS-CoV-2 is also an RNA virus, um, but for whatever reason, the virus is mutating at a very slow pace, and what they've been finding is that when it does mutate, the new copies aren't that far off from the original virus. So that should bode better for a COVID vaccine, a COVID-19 vaccine, um, to work, I would think. According to an article in Healthline.com, early research from scientists at Los Alamos National Laboratory shows that SARS-CoV-2 has about 14 strains identified. I'm trying to see when this article was published. Might be a little outdated. But I'm going to hope that the state of the mutations and the pace of the mutations for the disease that is referred to as COVID-19 is in fact good news for a vaccine. Um, So we will see more success or more accuracy than we do in annual flu viruses and the vaccines that try to address them. Finally, I do want to say that a lot more should be discussed involving the current Black Lives Matter protests, especially relevant to myself, Riss, and MB uh, here in Atlanta. And since the recording 
of this episode, we learned of the police shooting of Rayshard Brooks, and it is just beyond outrageously mind-boggling what is going through the minds of these police officers. This is just, it's really just kind of unreal and a lot more needs to be said about that and this is in no way intended to disrespect the thousands and thousands of police officers that are actually uh, an honor to the badge rather than a disgrace and who are valued public servants but clearly the uh, police reform measures in this country need to be taken more seriously They need to be kept at the forefront, and people need to make way for this change to happen, because enough is enough. so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play to rate, review, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. On Twitter, that's at awitpodcast. On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at A Wit Podcast. And on Instagram, you can find us at A Walk in the Park Podcast. We'd love to hear from you.